0: just to kind of riff off of what you were saying i think that that whole idea of whoever is coming in to offer that help offer you know those resources as aid to whatever community in need i think you said it so wonderfully in terms of them coming from a place of of acknowledging their their privilege and kind of the the systemic structures that have allowed for that kind of relationship to be the way it is but then also seeing that it's just as important to know that you're coming in this community, yes, to, to serve, but you are also coming to be served, you know, and that you are also coming to learn. And I think that if more people approach, um, you know, aid work or community building from a perspective of aid work from a place of like, what can I what can I learn versus what can I give and take, I think that a lot more. It would be a greater service to aid work, you know what I mean and finding a healthy relationship between those two um, those two actors Welcome to the Lions Paw podcast represented to you by Jack Greenberg and Dowit Kiflamarium. A podcast for the people, a voice for the times learning growth through the perspectives of real people, covering topics from philosophy to activism. Personal development to community engagement and more. Word, sound and power. Greetings to the world, you're tuned into the voice of Dow Kiff and Jack Greenberg, and this is the Lion Power Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be examining the topics of reciprocity and community. Join myself and Jack as we dive deeper into this topic and draw from our own experiences. Greetings, my brother Jack. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, 75 degrees in October in California, and uh, <laughs> you know I'm sorry to all the listeners that are dealing with the cold coming in right now, uh, but I hope that you guys can all find the warmth uh, deep inside of yourselves to keep you going through this uh, this fall.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We just want to remind them that, that inner fire, that inner light, you know, that is the most important light to, to to burn and to cultivate because, you know, it will it will guide you through any kind of exterior, external experiences you might have. Um, so I'm excited, man, for, for this topic. This is a topic that, uh, you know, we're looking over reciprocity and community. And I think for me, both of those have played a important role in terms of helping me understand a little bit more of who I am and how I can best uh, serve the world. So uh, let's kick it off, man. The first question uh, First question is, uh, reciprocity is fundamental to building community-based relationships and partnerships. However, it is a vital note that systems of power and differences in power affect how we build relationships. How can we take a conscious approach to building connections with our community void of of capitalistic influences so' mm. I'll let you'll let you kick that one off Jack
1: Well, I'll tell you what that's a big question um, but just to give our readers a little bit of context, we talked about this in last episode, and we went over reciprocity, but I think it would be good to just go over it again. so to me, reciprocity has a lot to do with karma and the idea that there's a give and a take to life, and that you always have two hands out, and one hand is to give to the world, and the other is to receive from it. And so I think that reciprocity is so important in every single interaction that we have, and also the way that we build community. And this question to me is really important, because as we are building community, we must think about how the current system that we are already living in that all of us have to deal with have created differences in our powers and our abilities and our resources and our education. And so coming into it with a level equalized understanding does not always paint the whole picture of what's going on. And so I think that community building is really, really fundamental to helping society flourish. So for me, it's so important that we acknowledge the power dynamics that are different when we are doing the aid work and when we are receiving the aid, because oftentimes the people who are able to give the aid are ones who are in a position of privilege and power to give it. And often this is structural power. So they work for a nonprofit, they work for a university or another uh, high-functioning organism Of capitalism. And so it's really important to realize that there's not no strings attached when that aid is coming oftentimes. And it can actually be really detrimental because it seems like giving to a community is doing good. But when you don't take the time to properly engage those people, to see that they also have something to offer rather than to just receive, right? Because Mm. reciprocity is giving and receiving. And so seeing that you have something to learn from the people that you are helping and they have something to teach, uh, you know, it, that is the evening of the playing field that I think is so important. So to me, it's really important. You know, I don't have the answer of how exactly to do it, but I think taking that first step of bringing awareness to the differences in power that come to play when we're building community um, is, is so important when we are building that community.
0: Give thanks, brother. Powerful reasoning. Um, interesting approach that you took to the question. But just to kind of riff off of what you were saying, I think that that whole idea of whoever is coming in to offer that help, offer you know those resources as aid to whatever community in need, I think you said it so wonderfully in terms of them coming from a place of of acknowledging their their privilege and kind of the the systemic structures that have allowed for that kind of relationship to be the way it is, but then also seeing that it's just as important to know that you're coming in this community, yes, to to serve, but you are also coming to be served, you know, and that you are also coming to learn. And I think that if more people approach, um, you know, aid work or community building from a perspective of aid work from a place of like what can I, what can I learn versus what can I give and take? I think that a lot more it be it would be a greater service to aid work, you know what I mean and finding a healthy relationship between those two um, those two actors.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess
0: a response I would like to give in terms of you know how can we take a conscious approach to building connections with our community, I think it's important to take your to to think less about I and to think more about us, and to think less about me, and to think more about we, you know? I think so much of, we've spoken about this before, like this capitalistic culture has us very individualistic, and always thinking for our best interest, so sometimes people approach aid work because they feel like they're bringing good karma onto themselves, you know, which is kind of confusing if that's your motivation to do work, when you know, you're completely by, blind of the structures put in place that created those different hierarchies in, in class and power. So for me, I think it's just about putting the community first and putting the collective first versus, you know, seeing what you get out of it. Um, so that yeah, kind of
1: takes...
0: I, sorry, sorry, no, no, no.
1: i No, just to, because that's such an important point, and I would like to reemphasize that we instead of me really, you know, we talked about this in the last episode, the idea that, you know, the best way to help yourself is to help someone else, and the best way to help someone else is to help yourself, and so there's nothing wrong with getting positive experience from doing good in the world. Mm -mm. The problem comes when that's your sole intention, and you don't see the people that you are helping as valuable in themselves for so many other reasons uh, than just giving you a satisfaction, and so seeing people for the... Full, complete picture that they are, and that everybody again has something to give and receive, is so important to from moving from that me to we mindset.
0: Wonderful, wonderfully said. So I think that's a, a perfect transition onto the the second theme and question. You know, hitting on um, you know what can we what can we give, what can we take, what can we receive. Um, people often think that reciprocity means that one person has one thing and then the other person has something else which they then offer to each other. Oftentimes, cultural exchanges are more complicated than this because people's lives cannot be simplified down to what we have to give and what we need to gain. Rather than living in vague generalities, can we build community while acknowledging the complex nature of human lives?
1: Mm. And, And, you know, can we we must you know and that that to me is is the most important thing when we are building community is that we have this humble you know this humility about us that allows us to really engage with the full humanity of the people that we are trying to help or are being helped by because we love to put people in boxes and say this person is a carpenter this person is a school teacher this person Mm. is my bus driver but no, they're living, breathing creatures on this planet that are, you know, imbued with consciousness and not to, to get too deep into that, you know, spiritual mysticism aspect, but to to really just acknowledge that they are more than their titles, you know. And so, aid worker and refugee and all these things are labels that are put on them and that they're told every single day, but there's so much more to every single person. And so... That, to me, is, like, the baseline. We must start there. Mm,
0: so we have to really start. Before before we can really, you know, engage, um, just trying to make sense of, of where you're coming from, before we can really begin to engage in, like, a sustainable community building, you're suggesting that we first, um, as individuals, like, check in with ourselves to see what our motives are and also to understand, like, the labels that we might be putting on ourselves that could influence the work that we're doing
1: and how we kind of meet, uh,
0: kind of like reflect on those two. Is that is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I think now is a time that people are starting to see how little use those labels are. You know, mm. I think that you know we are starting to see the the color of our skin, that the the gender that we identify with, all of those things are restrictive ideologies because humans love to simplify things down into the most simplistic easy to digest way which was at a time helpful but right now is no longer serving us and so being able to bring ourselves into the current consciousness the current moment and humble ourselves and say what are my motivations what are my biases actively searching those things out and then going about doing what you're doing uh, is really important but obviously Acknowledging the humanity of the situation and time doesn't stand still. So when you, it's your time to help somebody. You help somebody, you know. It's important to bring all of these things in and you learn and you grow and you develop them as you go. But, you know, still the bottom line is helping people is the most important thing in my opinion. So continue to do that and accept and acknowledge that, you know, as long as your motivation is pure that you will help not just yourself, but help others and turn that me into that we.
0: Beautiful. And just to riff off what you were saying, I think that taking that time to check in with yourself and to see what your motivations are, I think that um, I think that's really important. I know for me, whenever I do that, I feel like you just saying that right now had me like checking in with myself at this very moment and like what have I, I know that I strive every day to kind of keep my intentions pure and um, genuine, no matter what I'm doing. But you know, and I think that most people genuinely do. But the the thing is that, like, once the day gets going, you know, what I mean, once you turn on TV, your phone, it's like there's so many other motivations and intentions that just slap. It's like a it's like over sensory to your mind. You know, what I mean that you have to find a way throughout your day to to check. Your intentions and your motivations, and I think that by being able to do that it it allows you to be much more present in the work that you're doing and you know be be a lot more you know critical in terms of the fullness of what you're doing, you know what I mean like just it helps i think it helps people become it's helped me become much more grounded. In, in being in the moment, you know, so I can, I can take a lot, I can take a lot more away from each situation, you know, and it's really important to do because you, you might be, you might be approaching like a daily task that you do every day, you know what I mean, that you want to get better at and serve the world through, but you kind of have to continuously like reinforce those intentions, and like you said before too, like being able to be able to, be able to let go of those labels, you know, because I think that, The harder we hold on to certain labels, it's like the more painful it makes change. And I think that right now where we are, um, you know, like you said, we really need to reexamine that because the world is changing right in front of us. You know, a global pandemic just hit us that shifted the course of everybody's life. So letting go of those labels, making space for new opportunities and staying grounded, I think is a, a great way to navigate this time of uncertainty, but also to get a certain level of like clarification with one's intentions and motives and vision and purpose, you know? So.
1: 100%, man. And, and that humility that we're talking about is so key because I want to say this because I think that it is such a fundamental understanding that people kind of overlook it, but there, there is no great evil in the world, in my opinion. I think that all the evil that we see is done is often misguided,
0: It's misguided
1: good. People think that they're doing good, but it is harming others, you know? And so that, to me, nobody thinks that they are the bad guy. You know, we always, in movies and and TV shows, we see a a hero and a villain, but everybody thinks they're the hero in their own story. And so, you know, since everybody thinks they're the hero in their own story – it ha- it takes realizing that this story is everybody's story collectively mm. to realize that there are no heroes and villains. There are just humans. And that humility of being able to strip away those labels that society puts on you, because a lot of times the ideas that we think we have are not actually our own. Like you were saying before, we get bombarded with so much sensory input and ideological input that we, you know, I don't want to say that we are told what to think, but so much resonates with us at the moment that it becomes our own idea because ideas are bigger than a living organism. Mm
0: -hmm. Ideas
1: are an even more powerful thing than a single human being. And so ideas are the things that come and go uh, and pass through us. And so realizing that some of the ideas that we hold currently aren't good ideas is a really hard thing to do. But that's the most important thing that we can do as a general sense for reciprocity. But I don't want to get too far away from this idea of reciprocity and community. So I think mm-hmm. we should probably move on to the next question. Yeah, and we,
0: uh, yeah, for all our listeners out there, you know, sometimes we take this direction, but we just we just flow like water, you know, we move like breeze. Um, mm. But I just wanted to just riff off one second off what you just said about this whole this idea of passing through us, you spoke about ideas passing through us. And I think that comes back to the emphasis on why it's important to stay present, grounded and intentional because you have to be able to like stand within yourself and and, and witness all the different things that are going through you and coming out of you to be able to like decide, you know, what you want to hold on to. And you really want to make sure that, you know, because we're always making decisions. So you want to make sure that you're you're making a decision from a a grounded rooted place. So this is the third question that I want to look at is, um, you know, it's directly related to reciprocity and community, especially, um, you know, looking at those as kind of like radical forms of, of, of building and bonding and, and ways for human beings to relate to each other. And um, the question goes, uh, what responsibility do we owe each other, if any? Is it a fair question to ask what we owe each other, especially in a capitalistic society? And I, I kind of want to take the jump on that. Um, and I feel like, personally, I do feel like, as human beings, and this is coming more, I feel like, from like a indigenous, spiritual, rootical kind of perspective that, you know, everything on earth is in harmony and balance with each other. You know, nothing exists separate from the other. And I feel like one of the ideologies that's kind of, you know, lowered the vibration of human beings throughout the years is that, we We don't owe each other anything, not necessarily like in terms of like monetary or anything like that, but you know, just like this idea that there's no individualistic society thing, and I personally don't necessarily like agree with it. I don't like to move through my life like that. I feel like everybody I feel like as a human community, we depend on each other, you know, just like if you're you're living in a house, everybody plays their role to make the house flow and work. You know, and there's a, there's an African proverb I really love. Um, I might be saying it wrong, but it goes something like, it, 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 it takes, it takes like a, it takes a village to raise a child, you know, which basically comes down to this whole idea that it's like, we spend so much of our times growing up as adolescents, like outside of our homes that a lot of the outside world tends to influence us just as much as our homes, you know, so your greater community is actually part of your family. And if people were to see it like that, then, you know, we would have deeper connections. We would have people sharing more with one another. You know, we would feel like just because we don't, just because we're not related to each other by blood doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I don't owe you anything. If I see somebody like suffering or struggling on the street or, you know what I mean? It's it's my, resp- like, if, I, if, if, if something happened to me on the street, I would have hoped that, if a like another woman saw me, she would go and help me. She doesn't have to be my mom, you know what I mean, to come and give me some support. And I feel like, I feel like that's important to me, man. I think we need to start to to bridge more gaps within the human community. I think it's happening, but um, just curious, what your take take on that is, you know, if we feel that we owe each other anything, and if that's a fair question today in this capitalistic world we live in.
1: Uh, I think that you touched on something that is so important and that's the interconnectedness of life Mm. i think that to me you know to simplify that because that sounds like a very grand idea the interconnectedness of life to me is as simple as if you have an uncomfortable chair and you sit in that uncomfortable chair that chair is going to make you uncomfortable right (laughs) and so if you live in a society in which people aren't kind to each other aren't helpful to each other, don't put each other first in so many ways, then you're not going to have people who are kind to each other and good to each other and put each other first in so many ways. And so it's kind of this feedback loop that we are both the creators and the created and the product of our lives is the product of our lives. And for me, that is so important because it touches on, on two things. You know, I'm 100% in agreement with you on this indigenous aspect of we are, you know, stewards, not just of ourselves and the land, but, you know, of of the universe as a whole. You know, it's all of our collective responsibilities because we have such a huge effect on us, right? If, If a chair can have an effect on our mood, which has an effect on our well-being, which has an effect on our entire lives, then the people that we interact with that form our society have an even greater effect. But, at this, and, sorry, not but, I I don't like saying but that much, I like saying and because I think it's both and, and we also don't owe anybody anything at any time because we are individuals who also need to be careful of our own energy because so much of us will be asked of us that takes us in the wrong direction. So many ideas are planted in our heads that lead us astray. And so being able to say no to other people in order to say yes to yourself, I'm sure, you know, our listeners Mm. have undoubtedly heard that before, but I think it's worth saying again, being able to say no to other people to say yes to yourself is actually a part of building a strong community because we all have different values and morals and hopefully they line up, but sometimes they don't. And being able to realize and stand firm on your beliefs and know what's best for you is actually going to create more respect and appreciation amongst your peers. So that is, I think, the other side of the coin. Um, But I think that also, you know, I think we've underutilized the first aspect, which is, you know, that we actually do hold the responsibility that this life is interconnected and that we should be very conscious and um, we should be very conscious and very intentional with the way that we treat other people and, and the land itself. And also that we are not different from the land or nature, but that's an entirely different segment <laughs> for another time. We might have to do that for
0: episode nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, thank you, brother. Um, that last theme that you touched on, I think, was really important to, to speak about. And uh, excuse my listeners for not, you know, pointing that out in the beginning. Um, in terms of, you know, being able to knowing how to say and when to say no so you can, you know, redirect that energy back to yourself. But like we said before, I think it was two episodes ago that, you know, in order to, in order sometimes to help the world, you have to help yourself. And I think that's one of those examples of doing that, you know, so you can best serve your community. Um, Because I don't know if you can, I don't know if we can be part of every culture, every community, you know, and that's fine too, you know what I mean? Um, There's so much diversity in the world and enough people to occupy all these spaces, you know, but, mutual respect and understanding for each other is the most important thing. And, um, yeah, brother, I, I really like how you ended that off. And um, I'm not sure maybe if you want to give another last word to our listeners. Um.
1: Yeah, so I think that this has, first of all, been a really enjoyable episode to do, and I hope people enjoy it themselves. But I really just want to give thanks to you, my friend, for for being somebody who's willing to have these conversations and to acknowledge how each of them touches on the others. Because Mm -hmm. we're not just doing these individual, you know, segmented episodes that are different. We actually had this conversation earlier about music and how music, you know, a song is not just the product of the chorus and the pre-chorus and the verses, but it's a song and it comes together to create that harmony that we enjoy hearing. And so for me, I feel like, we are these different parts of the song and we are able to come together and it's creating something that, you know, is both really beneficial for me. And I think that other people might, you know, hopefully be enjoy hearing it too. So I give thanks to you for that.
0: Yes, my brother, word, sound and power. Listen, this is the voice of Dowd Kiflamarium and
1: Jack Greenberg,
0: you know, and this is episode eight of the Lion Paw podcast, reciprocity and community. You know, we're going to be back next week with another episode. We truly give thanks for everybody who gets the opportunity to tune in to us, listen to us, you know, share the ideas with their family, their friends, their community. And we, we really encourage that too, you know, whatever you can take away from this, you know, share it, share it at the breakfast table, the dinner table, you know what I mean? At the gym, at the garden, at the grocery store, like make, don't, Don't be afraid to take a step back or or slow down time, you know, to connect with one another because time is truly and essentially all we really kind of have um, at our deposit. So we give thanks and uh, we look forward to reasoning and checking in with everybody next week.
1: Yes, man, every time.
0: All right, my brother, love and respect.